come here Sundays that just feel alive. Like you may come into this building a bit feeling like your batteries are low. But I'm telling you, when you get into the presence of God, there should be a recharge happening. There should be a recharge happening. You go out of this place and you just just can't keep quiet. <laughs> you just have words to people wherever you are because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord should be on you. And uh, don't forget that we've got to change our mindsets on how we do life, and we need to understand that God's called us to a glorious life. He came to set the captives free. It says he came to give us life in abundance. They were not just words. That was a contract between you and I. That was God's words to you, each one of us here this morning. Don't you hate when you get bits and blobs on your glasses and you can't see? <laughs> I think I've scratched that one. That's why. New glass time. All right, time to go to Specsavers. Um, well, we're working from a series this morning, Being an Overcomer. This is our third week. It's so important you understand what that really means because that's the place we're supposed to travel from. That's the place we're supposed to live out of. You know, uh, I, I said that the other week, you know, you, we'll, uh, we'll either be overcome by the world or we'll overcome the world. Jesus has called us to overcome the world, not to retreat, too many people are on the retreat rather than advancing forward. That's why I like that song there. We're going to battle. We're going to warfare because we're on the winning side. We can take the enemy. We've taken the enemy in Christ Jesus. So we've got to be confident in who you are. Are you confident today who you are and what God's word says? Amen, sister. <laughs> That's great. And, and we, should be, we should be. God's word is telling you the outcome of life, and we are on the winning team. So we've got a lot to be happy with and, and to praise from. But we're going to uh, go to a passage tonight, because uh, today, do I say tonight, today, <laughs> because we need to understand how the enemy attacks us, how the enemy gets in. And uh, I'm going to take you to uh, the book of Romans this morning in chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in order to prove by you what is good and pleasing and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word, for your word is all truth. And God, as we read and we declare it, things change. When we pray, things change. God, we thank you for your word, and I pray this morning, God, that I'll speak your words of truth, and God, we will be transformed by that, because there's something you want us to learn, there's something you want us to get hold of today that will transform us, and we give you all the praise in this place this morning, in the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Do not be conformed to this world. We have an ever-changing world right now that is trying to conform you to their standards, trying to change you to think like they want you to think. And of course, a lot of it is done through the television, the tell-lie-a-vision, uh, and, and it's very much that way. You, you realize a lot of people are being so controlled by what they listen to, what they see on TV. Sharon's mum once said to me uh, something, and I said, that's a load of rubbish. Don't listen to that. She goes, no, I saw it with my own eyes on TV. <laughs> and I said to her, you ever been to the movies? How great the effects are and things, and, you know, you can make it look real, can't you? And uh, I said, but there's a lot of things that are being said our way, and it's controlling us. Look through the whole COVID time earlier on. There was a continual 
pushing out another fear, 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 fear. Another so many cases, another so many cases, blah, 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 blah. They were doing around the world, creating fear, 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 fear. And that's where we got to understand we, are, we do not have the spirit of fear. And we need to stand up. We need to combat that and go, I'm not going to go there. And I did. You know, in our house, when they used to, if I was just trying to catch up to see what the uh, news was saying, because I like to keep an eye on what people are be- receiving out there, because I don't believe half of the stuff they're putting on there. But um, as soon as you come to that bit, we just mute it and you just go. Because <laughs> it wasn't worth listening to. You know, I just know it's all lies, all total lies, total lies. And, but that's what the world is trying to do. If it, and they've used this tactic over the years, from Adolf Hitler to others. They've actually used the tactic of fear to push change into your world. Because when you're scared, your brain goes into a place of like, oh, and just looking for some hope. And if the government's going, we got the answers, come this way, you know, everybody's going to follow. And, and that's what has happened through this time. But there are a few of us. Any out there? There's a few of us that will stand up for what is true, will stand up for what is right. We will not be conformed by the standards of this world, but we will be renewed in our mind by the thinking and the word of Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm talking to the choir here. That's great. Because we will conform to one of two realities, and only one of them overcomes the other. We can choose to live from the reality of God's kingdom or in the reality of the fallen world we live in now. We were shaped by God in the beginning. God shaped us right in the beginning. He made us in his image. You've got to make sure you never forget that. You're made in his image and his likeness. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. But Satan tries to overcome us with lies. He comes to destroy everything God created. He has destroyed our concepts of ourselves. That's why the world is so messed up. They don't know who, if they're Arthur or Martha. Miles Munro said this, from the time of Eden in the garden, we have become professional cover-ups. We are so scared, we don't know who we are, but we see an image out there that we've got to kind of live up to because we won't be accepted otherwise. So we put on all this other stuff. We put on all this other thing to make ourselves look acceptable to the world. Hey, get rid of that. Put on Christ. Put on Christ and shine your light. You know, from this time, we've never happy with our physical bodies. Look, look at people, what they do to their bodies. It's terrible. Never happy with our physical bodies. We're too, if we're too skinny, you know, we want to... Sorry, are we too skinny or we're too fat? We're not just right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like the color of our hair. We change it to this. It's like, I will say, some girls change their hair color so much, it's like traffic lights. It's like... <laughs> and I say, your hair is beautiful as it is. You don't need to change it. And uh, says me who changes mine, but anyway. <laughs> if our hair is curly, we straighten it. If it's straight, we curl it. <laughs> we don't like the color of our skin. If it's too pale, we want a tan. If we're too tan, we want to be pale. It, you just, I was like that in Myanmar, you know, uh, the first time I went over, I met one of the cousins of uh, Mong Pi, who was on the keyboards. Uh, and, uh, and the first thing he says, he goes, oh, wish we, I looked like you. And I go, what? I said, what do you mean? He goes, oh, you, your skin's so nice and pale. <laughs> I thought, what's so good about that? <laughs> and, and I said, I'd love to be like yours. You've got a lovely color, you know, tan and all that. And he goes, really? He goes, we all want to be like you. And I said, well, we all want to be like you. <laughs> so we're just not happy, are we? See, sin changes the picture of how we look at ourselves. 
Do you see yourself today as God sees you? Fearfully and wonderfully made, as Psalm 139 verse 14 says. Or are you constantly posting selfies to get approval from the world? Oh, there's a lot of that going on. How many pictures do you see? You know, it says the, this is the phone's like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's, it's getting overwhelming. But that, that tells me that that's what the world is looking for, like approval. We have approval in God. We have approval in him. And if we're going to overcome the world, we've got to understand that. Let's not be deceived by the devil. You don't need to have approval from this world to be accepted. You are already accepted by Jesus who loves you. You are on the winning side. Amen. John 16.33 says, In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. That means it's, the done, it's been done. We just got to live in that that we are victorious, not defeated. Too many Christians are still walking around like they're defeated. Like, Jesus, I'm just hanging in there until you get back. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to survive. You know, we need you to come back tomorrow. We're all going to die. You know, they get pretty dramatic. Uh, but um, we've got to understand, no, we, God's got it all covered. He knows. There's no, no surprises to God what's going on in our world. There's no surprises what's going on in our world. He knows you. He knows the hairs on your head, even though you may not have a few. Uh, uh, <laughs> but he knows your fingerprints. He knows everything about you. So you don't need to worry. He knows everything. So we should have confidence in him. Jesus said in 1 John 2.15, Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, because that all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passes away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. The love of the world. Do not be... We are in this world, but we're not of this world, okay? And we've got to understand this. So we're just traveling through. We're just, we're just on vacation in one sense. We're just passing through because our home is heaven. This is just like, you know, we're just here for a while, and uh, it's not our permanent residence. Uh, you know, heaven is where we reside. And um, we need to understand that because some people are living like we're going to be on this place forever. I know there's going to be a new heaven and new earth, but... People are like creatures of habit. They just like to, oh, but this is all I know. I don't want to risk going anywhere else. I don't want. Some people are scared to go into heaven because they just don't know what it'd be like. You know, we hear great pictures and stories of heaven, but a lot of people are scared because this is what I know, and I don't know that, so I'll stay here. Okay, no, you don't want to stay here. You want to go there. And uh, it's a complete different uh, realm altogether. And uh, when you understand what heaven looks like, and I've had a few encounters of people who've had death experiences and spoke to me about what they saw, and they said it was just overwhelming. One lady, a friend of Sharon's, uh, Pastor Sharon's mum years ago, uh, was rushed in for an operation. She wasn't a Christian at that stage, but the whole church was praying for her. And um, she went into, uh, she, she actually died on the operating table for a few minutes and came back to life and everyone's praying for her and she says oh my goodness I've had an experience I remember talking to her and she says I don't fear death anymore she became a Christian of course after her experience she said the presence of God was overwhelming it was like rays of light just 
going right through my body. She says, I could not explain. It was just so amazing. And, uh, you know, she says, I do not fear death anymore because I've had an encounter. I've had an experience of God and, you know, I'm not worried anymore. And this is what I find. Those who have had a death experience and come back and seen the other side, they can't wait to go or they don't even want to leave. Uh, you know, I think it was Ian McCormack that had a death experience and he said something to the effect of like, I didn't want to go back. I was quite happy where I was. But, but God said, no, you've got to go back because you've got to warn others and tell others. And uh, once you've experienced the heaven uh, of God, it's just like, well, you know, there's no, nothing to compare to it. So uh, we've got to understand that to be an overcomer, we've got to change our thinking on a lot of things because the world gets in. It just seeps in. It's like you ever seen, it's quite funny actually, I'm just thinking of a picture of what I could use to illustrate it. And in the back of Sharon's car, past Sharon's car, we've got a nice linen sheets there, which have now got a big stain on them. I bought a big bag, a kilo bag of uh, blueberries the other week, frozen, and I stuck them in there. And then I forgot about it until about four days later. Of course, in this hot sun, bleh. and last Sunday I came out of my bag and someone said, what's that on your bag? Oh, what the heck's that? And I realized it leaked all over there. But it just wasn't a couple of little drops on white. It just spread out. And that's what happens with, you know, when fear gets in, it just starts spreading. When we, we listen to the world rather than listen to God, God is pure, he is white, and we don't need to be invaded by blueberries. And <laughs> uh, so uh, we need to be walking each day with him. So in that passage, Romans 12, 2, it goes on to say re, about by renewing of the mind. So it says, do not be conformed to this world. That's the first statement. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how do you not conform to this world? You've got to renew your mind. Because if you don't renew your mind, you'll think like everybody else. You'll act like everybody else in the world. There'll be no difference. And the church should be different. When people come to this house, they go, this is different. I like it when people say it's different. I don't get worried like, oh, is it that different? <laughs> you know, because we should not be like the world. We should not be like the world. When I came to Christ, I was looking for answers. I was looking for hope. And because I could not find it out there. I was going to nightclubs and things, and, and I go, this is not what I'm looking for. There's something missing here. I don't know what it is. One day I got invited into the church. I go, this is it. This is it. But if the church looks exactly the same as the world, people come in and go, oh, it's not here either, and they'll walk out again. There should be something different. Don't try to be like the world to win the world. You don't win the world like because they're lost. They're looking for hope. And if you look the same, you look lost. So let's, let's, be, uh, let's be passionate about it. Let's, let's get that right. So it says to renew your mind. Do, 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 do. Renew your mind. It says the mind, is where, the mind is where the enemy attacks. You think all the thoughts that come into your head. Wouldn't it be good if I just put all your thoughts in your head right now up on that screen? Some go, you wouldn't want to know my thoughts. <laughs> but it's where what we allow in is what we allow to affect us. And that's where you've got to be on guard of your heart, on your mind, each day, put on the armor of God, as it says in Ephesians chapter 6, because we have to guard ourselves from these lies and deceit that's out there, because it will get on you. These guys that lie on camera all the time, most, a lot of them are politicians and, and use car salesmen, and um, they actually believe some of their lies. That's why they can say it with such confidence. And we get sucked into it because we think, they said it so confidently, it must be true. No, 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 no. 
Adolf Hitler lied, and, and, he, and he said, if you lie hard enough and long enough, people will believe you. So to renew our mind, we got to, what are we renewing it with? See, the mind is where the enemy attacks, so we've got to be guarded of that. Some of you have had voices spoken to you of a young age, or even just recently, and it's still affecting you today. God wants you to break free of that. Because when we listen to those voices of the past, it can have tremendous effects on how we do things. I can quite often see just by, in a few minutes of certain people, just the way they interact about some of their life. I used to work in a youth hostel for many years. And as soon as a kid came in trouble, I knew exactly what the, the deal was and the issues because there was a pattern. There was a pattern. He's listened to words that have been spoken to him by his parents or parents, no parents in some cases, uh, and it formed them, shaped them. And I'm telling you, just coming in and giving a bit of hope, it's like they lined up. They just changed. They were transformed because nobody had ever spoken to them. Nobody ever believed in them. Nobody ever cared about them. And suddenly when you care about people and you believe in them, they start to go, oh, I'm a somebody. Because all their life they've been told they're a nobody. And if you're like that, you've got to change your mind because you are fearfully and wonderfully made, God says. You know, don't put yourself down. Don't listen to those voices. I don't care. Most people that, that call you names have issues themselves. They don't like who they are, so they try to deflect on somebody else. You know, some mean people at school. Uh, you know, uh, I know a lot of people have bumped into you. Got, got picked up, you know, at school, they got picked on and all this stuff. And, it was, and I said, it was troubled people try to trouble other people. <laughs> That's what I find. And uh, so we've we, we got to be in a place of uh, renewing our mind, going, no, I'm not going to accept that. Not accepting that. Not today, devil. Not ever. And uh, move on. See, if the devil can get you thinking wrong, he knows your actions will be wrong. If he can get you to think bad about yourself, you don't think well of yourself, then you don't actually achieve anything. You know, I've given the example before. You can say a lot to yourself that affects your body physically because remember, when you think of doing something, like I want to move my right hand. Yeah, that's my right hand. Uh, <laughs> didn't have my right and left shoes on today. Um, if anyone wants to raise their hand, your thought goes, your thought is there before it happens, like split second, raise my hand, raise my hand, right. And, and so your mind is the control center to what you do and what you think. And so if you're thinking wrong, then things are going to come out wrong. So even if you go for a run, or even actually I was listening and I shared with a group the other day, I was listening to this lady who was only like 50-odd kilos, and she was a weightlifter. And she, she was like, you're kidding, you look too small. And, and she said, on a Wednesday, sometimes she would go in and she would lift an incredible weight, you know, way past her body weight. And she'd lift it, yeah, no worries, feeling strong. She said, that's a Wednesday. On a Friday, sometimes I'll go and I can't lift a thing. There's a mental shift that takes place. So if you tell yourself you can't do it, you won't do it because you're, you're giving your body a command. Now I can't do that. I used to like push people through that sort of barrier. Go, no, you can. And, and if you don't, then I'll make you <laughs> because I know they can. And uh, you ask my daughter so sometimes, go, no, you can do this, you can do this, you can do that. And uh, and they were confident to do that anyway. But what I'm saying, don't talk yourself down. God doesn't talk you down. He's talking you up. He says, encourage one another, you know. Uh, walk in confidence, in boldness. You know, walk as a whole new creation. Because when you come to Christ, you are a new creation. So stop living like your old person. Start looking like your new person. 
the new improved version. And uh, be like Christ, put on the mind of Christ, live like Christ. You don't need to go back there. The devil wants you to remind you all the time of your past because he knows if he can get you back there, then you'll be deflated. And he's constantly bombarding us, you'll never make this, you'll never do this. You're, you, you're, pff, no chance of that happening. Well, I'm telling you, there's every chance if you believe. That's why Jesus says, only believe and you should see greater things. And we need to believe. And that's where the whole renewing of the mind comes in. Stop talking yourself down. Start going, no, God believes in me, so I should believe in me. And when you do, you'll see it will be transformed. I, voices are one of the worst things. You may have had parents. You may have had teachers. I had a teacher. They just couldn't stand me. Uh, I was probably annoying anyway, but, uh, but she would like pick on me all the time. And she said, you never mount to anything. You never be this. You never do that. You know, pick on me. And, but my personality was when someone tells me I can't, I'll prove I can. You know, so it, it didn't affect me. But some people would. It put them down in life. And I remember one particular girl, now this may sound funny to you, back in the 1980s uh, church, uh, in the 80s there was Fitness was all the rage in aerobics. Can people that are old enough remember aerobics? Two, two three, and all that stuff. And, uh, and I remember one girl, because I used to be an aerobics instructor for two and a half years, and, and um, don't look at me weird. <laughs> I didn't have the tights on, so I had <laughs> shorts. And, uh, and this girl said, look, uh, yeah, she came along the class, and she says, I'd like to do that, but I could never do it. And I said, yes, you can. I said, why can't you? I said, you can do it. Do you think so? I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, you know, you have to do a course and stuff like I did, but training. But I said, you can do this. In fact, I believe you'll do it better than me. And she did. And, but she's, she remembered that because at her 21st, she said, you know, I remember that moment where I felt I could not do something. And because of the voice of one person, it turned that all around and I'm doing it. And then you may be that one person that encourages somebody else. And, and so you've got to remember that your words are powerful and we should all be encouraging each other, renewing each other's minds, you know, like uh, helping each other to get there. And we see transformation take place. You see, if we don't change our thinking, it, it will pull us down, you know, because there's enough rubbish out there. It's like a computer. If you program with garbage, garbage comes out. So let's not receive the garbage from the start. The devil plays dirty. He's even trying to turn Christians against each other. I see a lot of that. I go, this is not it. You know, there's no competition in the kingdom. You know, it's like uh, I see churches like that. They, they just sort of close off to the other church. They say hi, give them a wave over the fence sort of thing. But they actually don't want to have the focus of kingdom focus. I think we all need to have kingdom focus because we're all going to the same heaven, right? It doesn't matter if you're a Baptist, Uniting, uh, Pentecostal, whatever. God's got one heaven. It's not like departments in there, like, oh, welcome. No, what are you, a Pentecostal? Or, okay, to the right, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. But it's, unfortunately, uh, the world gets caught up in all that sort of com competitiveness that we have because of the, the media. The media and uh, social media particularly, you know, every young kid wants to have a YouTube channel because they think I'm going to make millions of dollars on it because somebody did. And uh, it just doesn't work that way. Remember, the devil does play dirty, and that's what you're be reminded of, and uh, be transformed by his word. Be aware of the devil's schemes, because remember, the devil even tried to stop Jesus on his mission when he spoke to Peter, and 
Peter tried to stop Jesus from continuing on his journey. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, because he knew where that voice was coming from. He knew what was happening there. And, and, and that's why it's important not to even gossip about one another, you know, uh, or put each other down. Don't give the devil an opportunity. The devil's like God is well-organized demons and things, and he, he's looking for an avenue, an option to get in. So when he sees one Christian gossiping about another, he goes, oh, here we are. I'm going to get in and I'm going to split this. He's about divide and conquer. He's about all sorts of things. So we've got to make sure we're not part of that. 1 John 4.20 4 says, If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For if he does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And we have this commandment from him that he who loves God should love his brother also. So it's pretty clear in the Scriptures that doesn't mean you've got to really like them. I mean, because love and like is different because it's a godly love, agape. You know, some people just, you don't see eye to eye on, you're a different thing. That's okay, but you love them. You know, you, you just care for them. You don't have to uh, turn against them. So being an overcomer means we need to change. Who likes changing? Oh, it's gone very quiet. No, not me. <laughs> if you're a particular personality, it's very hard to change sometimes, and others, that we don't care. You know, we just change anyway. We all need to be agents of change for the kingdom of God. We've got to be willing to change. If we're going to uh, fulfill the kingdom of God, which is the rule of God here on earth, then there needs to be changes in us. Because we cannot operate from our old self. We cannot operate like the world to, to bring the kingdom of God in. We need to be conformed to the new standard of his kingdom. Some you could change here today just by what you're watching or listening to. You know, it's, it's amazing how much we take in that has an effect on us. It's, it's amazing how it will just make you think differently. Uh, you know, I've heard Christ, great Christians, you know, suddenly just yeah, going a little bit off track because of something they heard. And when you follow it through, that wasn't even true anyway. That's why I said you should all be checking up. Here's your homework for this week. Check up on Pastor Ian, what he said today. I invite you to do that. And you should be doing that every week. Because like I said, when you get to heaven, you know, God goes, well, you didn't get a few things right. He goes, oh, but Pastor Ian said that. <laughs> God's not going to worry. He's going to hold you accountable. Not, you know, and I'll be held accountable, of course, as a teacher. But you've got to hold that for yourself. We cannot be conforming to this world. It says, uh, you know, where are we? Sorry. It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind. Now, that word renewing is a word which means renovation in the Greek. You know, you think about renovation, think about a house. It's like when you renovate a bathroom, it's not just a slap of coat of paint and it's all done, is it? It's more than that. It's ripping the bath out, the tiles up and all that. And this is the word that's being communicated when we have to renew our mind, renovate our mind, stop that stinking thinking and get into the word of God. Think differently to what you did before. You get things changed. It's not just restored in the sense of giving an appearance you're doing right, but it's actually you are doing right. You know, because God sees you all the time. You can put on an appearance to people, uh, and they go, oh, are they a wonderful person? You know, but God goes, yeah, we should see them during the week. <laughs> They're a different person altogether. So we need to be in a place where we are the same person, and hopefully that is true. Me, I've, you know, like I said, I try, what well, I am here, I'm out there. If you talk to the girls at cafes and things I go to, they'll say, yeah, I'm just a clown wherever I am. But um, 
But that's who I am. But we should never put on an appearance of something we're not because we, that's trying to comply to the world and think this is the standard I have to be at. The standard you have to be is what God has made you to be. Not just an appearance. Because God is counted on you to be the overcomers of the world. And you know how we overcome the world? We start with ourselves. We've got to have a good, hard look at ourselves. Now I've got a big passage here in Colossians 3.5, right through to 3.14. Paul says here, this is about looking at ourselves. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry, on the account of which uh, things the sake of the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience, among whom you also once walked when you lived these. But now also put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, shameful speech out of your mouth. Now, who's he talking to? He's talking to the church. He's talking to the church. He's not talking outside. You think, oh, yeah, I I get that. Yeah, those people out there, they need to change their attitude. He's looking, you've got to be looking at yourself. But now also put off these things. If you've got anger issues, you need to get them under control. You need to ask God, God, help me. All these things are listed here for our purpose, for our understanding. Shameful speech out of your mouth. How many Christians I've seen on Sundays like, praise the Lord, hallelujah, brother. You're going, well, well aren't you blessed? Blessed of the Lord you are and all this. During the week, it's beep, beep, beep. And unless I go, no, 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 that's not, you don't do that. It says shameful speech out of your mouth, you know, and it takes a while. Like, but when you're in a process of being renewed, and in the process of being renewed, you know, like new Christians may not quite get that right first of all because they've had so much time in the world. Now it's a new being, and things are being transformed. So you can make an allowance. But if you've been a Christian, you know, 20, 30 years, there should be no that sort of stuff. You know, it's just not right. Do not lie to one another. Haven't put off the old man with his deeds, as I said earlier. You know, don't lie, don't lie. You know, just use. I know sometimes it's very difficult when someone asks you a direct question. You don't really want to give them the truth because they can't handle the truth, and uh, you go, "Well, what am I going to say here?" Uh, so I just use phrases like, "Oh, that's different." <laughs> you know, they may go, "Oh, do you like?" Or just randomly pick something. Uh, do you like? Um, do you like my car? Do you like a car? And it's an old bomb, and I go, "Oh, yeah, that's, that's different." Because I don't want to say, no, I don't like it. It's horrible. Because <laughs> we want to be nice Christians. So you can sort of be choice of words there, you know, without being, putting them down or whatever. So do not lie to one another. Haven't put off the old man with his deeds. And this says, haven't put on the new. So you put off the old, then you put on the new. Haven't been renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Who there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, foreigner, Scythian, slave or freedom, a free man, but Christ is in all things. Hear that? Christ is in all things. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender feelings of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering. Did you hear that? Therefore, as the elect of God, the believer of God, it says here, uh, put these things on, holy and beloved, put on tender feelings of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. So in your renovation of your mind, you've got to get rid of hatred, you've got to get rid of all this stuff, and now replace it with these things of tender feelings, mercy, kindness. You know, something bangs into you, you don't go, whoa, you know, you want to punch you, you go, oh, 
I know you didn't mean that. It's all good. I'm fine. You know, change your attitude. Stop and think before you act. Because quite often, it's just a reaction. But rather, go, no, just hold that back. Hold that on the inside. Let me work that through. Hi, brother. How are you? <laughs> so let's work through those things. Uh, it says there, forbearing one another and forgiving yourselves. If anyone has a complaint against any, as Christ forgave you, so also do. Learn to forgive people. Gee, this is the hardest thing. You know, we all make mistakes. We all do the wrong things. Learn to forgive others when they make a mistake. Because remember, Christ forgave you for all your mistakes. So why are you so much better than, you know, where you can say, well, I'm not forgiving you because you deserve that. Don't worry about those things. God will deal with those. And finally, in Colossians 3.14, it says, And above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perf uh, perfectness. Perfectness. Sorry, I get it right. Put on the bond of love. If you've got an atmosphere of love in your heart for everyone, it just changes your attitude. You know, uh, you change the way you approach people. It changes the way you deal with things. You know, just be a happy chappy. <laughs> be a happy chappy. And, and, and just live from that place. Enjoy life. You know, we should be enjoying life. We're Christians. Just because the world's all gone crazy, we haven't. We've got a sound mind, remember? We're supposed to have a sound mind, not a crazy mind. So we can walk through this with confidence and boldness. Finally, it says, uh, prove by, by you what is that good and pleasing and perfect will of God. We are ambassadors. You know you're an ambassador of Christ. So wherever you go, you're an ambassador. You're representing Christ. See, some people don't think about that. They, they receive Christ, and then they think, oh, that's good. That's for Sundays. But it's not. It's during the week. Yeah. It's during the whole of your life. You're an ambassador. People are looking at you, you know, looking at you. Uh, and they see something different in you. And they go, oh, wow. And that's where it should be. It should be something different. Because Colossians 3.2 says, be mindful of the things above, not on the things of earth or on earth, on the earth. Philippians 4.8 sums it all up. It says this, Finally, my brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are right, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think on these things. So you renew your mind by thinking on these things. Think on them, meditate on them. The Bible tells us to meditate day and night on his words. Start to live it out, not just quote it. God just doesn't want you to go, now remember that scripture so next time you see a Christian brother, you can tell them how to get their life together uh, by this scripture. No, no, it's actually for you, not just to quote, but to live out of. Yeah. See, there's two different things. I, 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 I've met lots of Christians that can quote the scriptures really well. I go, wow, you, you got a good understanding of that. But they're not living it. It's just a different thing. It's like separation. They think that they're all good with God because they know his word, but they're not actually living by his word. And that's the whole reason Jesus came, to show us how to live his word. So um, there's a different deal, deal going on there. So there is a world we're born into, which we cannot control, like the things of that, but there is the world that awaits us. The heavenly kingdom. So we are preparing ourselves for that. So this is the trial run. Get yourself ready for heaven. But that doesn't, uh, that doesn't start without a relationship with Christ. And in closing today, this, this is the most important thing you can do is give your life to Christ because he gave his life for you. And Christ didn't die that you should remain the same. 
That was a big cost. He died that you'd be changed, yet that you'd be transformed into the image and likeness of him. And this morning, some of us have got to do some renovation work, you know, on our own. You know, we're all, we've all got issues. And I said to one person, I said, none of us have got together, but together we've got it. So we all, we all have issues. We're all working through different things, but you can encourage one another. Someone's got an issue with one thing, you help them with that. If you've got an issue, they can help you back with that. So we're all working things through together. None of us are perfect. None of us have got it all right. But together we can encourage each other on the way to get to that place that God has called us to today. So I just want you to close your eyes this morning because it's important that we start that walk. The whole renewing of the mind starts with a, a renewing of a relationship in Christ. And if you haven't had that relationship with Christ, today is a day to make a decision uh, because it is our decision only. Nobody can make that decision for you. You must make it yourself. For anybody that is in Christ, they are a new creation. And this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you have an opportunity right now. I'm just going to pray first. Heavenly Father, I just thank you this morning for your word. And God, that you want to transform us into the likeness of your Son. God, I thank you that, God, you're working on us to renew our mind, renew renew our thinking. But God, it requires us to do something. We can't just sit still and do nothing. But God, you've asked us to activate your word. For it's impossible to please you, but by faith. And this morning, God, as we demonstrate that faith, we know that you will work within us. And there may be some, someone here today that has never started that journey with Christ, never given their life to Jesus to know what that whole renewing process looks like. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you don't know what it's like to have your sins forgiven. You've been holding on to them and the devil's been having to play with that. Well, today is the day to change all that by receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sins, and He will come into your life. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning, I want to give you that opportunity right now with every head bowed, eye closed, just wherever you are. Like if God's been speaking to you, God, I've got to get right with God. Perhaps you once were a believer in Christ and you sort of walked off a bit and you've gone a bit cold. Uh, you know, it's time to come back. And it's just one prayer away for you also. Or even if you're not sure, let's be sure today. Let's be sure. So if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, wherever you are, just raise your hand and I'll see that and I'll just pray pray for you. If that's you in this place, God's just touching you or you may already made that decision. That's good if you have. But I just want to give an opportunity for those that haven't this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, being an overcomer is about changing something and this morning there's some of you here that have been holding on to things there's some of you here that have been downtrodden by words and things like that that's affected you but you know God sees everything and you can be transformed this day but when you give it over to Jesus and if that's you this morning that there's been things that have troubled you or you're still battling with things in yourself and you're saying, Jesus, I need your help. I need to be an overcomer. I need to deal with this. I want to pray for you. I don't need to know what that issue is because it could be many various issues and that may be a private thing, but that's between you and God. But you need to at least acknowledge that and I want to pray for you. So if you're battling with something, just raise your hand just so I know I'm praying for somebody. 
Yep, yep, see those hands. See those hands. Amen. All right. We're going to give that to God today because the thing, there's things that we can't do. We can overcome certain things, but when we are weak, He is strong. And He can uh, create all sorts of situations to take place to overcome those problems in our life. So let's just pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I just thank You for those who raised their hands today, God. You've called us to be an overcomer. And God, we want to be right with You. And these people have raised their hand and are working through things or have issues in the life that just deal with. I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ that God just set them free from those issues. God, you'll give them the power to overcome by your Holy Spirit. God, you'll just fill them with a whole new boldness and confidence to stand firm in your name, to stand firm in the truth of your word. Father, I pray the power of Christ be on them right now. God, that they will be more than an overcomer, but God, they'll be transformed by the renewing of their mind. And I give you all the praise and all the glory this morning, Jesus. Amen.